0: Welcome to another episode of the South Florida Entrepreneurs on Fire podcast, brought to you by the Entrepreneurs' Organization of South Florida. I'd like to welcome to the studio today, Danny Goldenberg of Marine Connection. Welcome, Danny.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having
0: On behalf of the Entrepreneurs' Organization of South Florida chapter, I'd like to congratulate you for earning a prestigious ranking on the 2014 Inc., fastest growing privately held companies in the United States.
1: Congratulations. Thank you, it's an honor.
0: Danny, how did you do it?
1: Well, um, um, 2006, that's when we started the company, but uh, before that uh, when I was in college, upstate New York, Cornell University, um, and um, I had a little chat with my father and uh, he told me, what do you want to do? And I said, I don't know what I want to do, you know, what do you suggest? And he told me probably the most important thing uh, that I heard in my life, uh, he said, "Do what you love." And um, throughout, throughout my childhood, I was um, I was uh, a fanatic boater. Um, I did everything on the water: water skiing, fishing. And I said I wanted to do something related to boating. And um, luckily, um, Miami was the place to do it. And I had uh, I had a special place in my heart for Miami. So immediately after graduating, I moved to Miami. I joined. Um, Training, uh, training session to become a yacht broker, and I did that for a while. And then, you know, I started my own company in 2006, and one thing led to another, and we grew the company um, to a level where, where you know, it allowed us to make the list this year. What's unique about your business? Well, um, we're a young uh, group of people. I think it's the team. Um, We acquired Marine Connection in 2010 um, and um, it was uh, it was older management so immediately we brought in some young people uh, more tech savvy graphic designers and um, actually um, coders so we are able to do a lot of marketing in-house and when we if we come up with ideas to do a different kind of marketing we can execute it in-house very quickly so we're able to reach Um, a lot of people, faster. As you know, technology is uh, very important these days in any business. So I think that's our competitive edge being a tech-savvy boat dealership.
0: Fantastic. What is your ultimate long-term vision for your company?
1: Well, obviously, um, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and I'd like to try different things. Um, I'm at the moment investing in different businesses. So we have an exit strategy Um, We have a 10-year plan and we want to grow the company to a level so that we can um, exit and then we can have a bigger group acquire us and make the company bigger. Um, uh, I might still run the company for a while um, but ultimately we would like to uh, become a national national recognized company and become available to more states. Excellent.
0: So when you bought the company you, I'm sure, had a, a, a vision, a plan post-launch. How has things changed since that very beginning?
1: Well, when we acquired the company, um, actually it was one of our competitors. We were doing the same thing, but Marine Connection was a competitor. And um, it was a tough time at the time. It was um, beginning of 2010, so things were starting to roll again. Housing market was recovering. And um, specialty, you know luxury goods were still a little sluggish. So we started with one brand. We started with only selling one brand. And then once we saw that the manufacturers were investing in manufacturing and coming out with new product, that gave us confidence. So now we have seven brands. We carry um, about 10 million dollars of inventory at any moment. Um, so things changed, uh, but the economy, you know, gave us confidence. So it's a, it's way bigger than what we started.
0: Your company's very successful. As an entrepreneur,
1: what habits do you
0: make you who you are?
1: Well, um, I always believe in being at the right place at the right time and knowing what you're doing. Um, back in 2008 and eight and nine um we were just starting out and the economy was struggling so there were a lot of opportunities um, in the um, on the banking side where you could um, get into some um, bank seized assets and market those things and you know um, and you could actually make good profits at that time if we were large at that time we would probably have to um, downsize or we'd have to shrink the business. Sure. But we were lucky enough to grow in that environment. And when things took off, we were ready to just switch the things on and you know move forward with the growth. Um, so timing is very important. You have to know what you're doing. I knew the marine business. I knew every aspect of it um, because it was a hobby at the beginning. So if you're doing something that you really like, that helps you naturally know every angle of the business and then I think the lastly you have to be cautious at any moment you have to remember that things can change so you have we always have a contingency plan
0: you mentioned that your marketing efforts were unique you introduced technology but what made you unique to your customers? What was a key differentiator that you may have had?
1: Yeah, from our customer standpoint, we get this all the time that we are a very easygoing business. Now, what is an easygoing business? When you walk into a business, you want to buy a buy a TV or you want to buy a car or a boat, you start asking questions, you know. It could be technical questions and then can I take it home? Can I return it if I don't like it? I'm not sure about the size. And pretty much every answer we get, we try to answer with a yes. It's harder in the boat business or in a marine environment because you're dealing with uh, high ticket items like cars, you know, anywhere from 30,000 to a million dollars we're talking about, that's our, that's our market. If they want to test it, let's go test it. No strings attached. We don't require any kind of commitment. Can I test it today? Yeah. Why not? we'll make it happen you know we have a lift we have a trailer or we can you know in one of our stores we will make it happen so we try to make it happen and um can you deliver it to my home yeah can i can you pick it up yeah absolutely and we try to charge them a fair price for these services we don't try to make money on these additional services um so they say this is amazing you know when we when we were thinking about buying a boat, we were, you know, we were like frustrated. And when they come here, when they come to our, one of our locations, they just, they, you know, we blow them with yes. Mm. So that's our key, you know.
0: It's frictionless.
1: Exactly. It's actually disruptive (laughs) a little bit because um, traditional marine businesses, they want to make sure that they're dealing with a buyer they want to make sure that there's a deposit. All those old school rules—they don't apply in our locations. Exactly.
0: When you started your business, what did your average workday look like compared to where you are now?
1: Um, pretty much, we were working every day, 20 hours a day. Um, we were on the road all the time, trying to find. Manufacturers uh, trying to find banks that would give us a contract on their liquidations. So one day I was in South Carolina, the next day I was in Pensacola, the next morning I was going to Cincinnati, Ohio to see if there are any opportunities there. So there was a lot of traveling because uh, we wanted to understand all the all the habits of different states. And then you know obviously we didn't have a secretary, we didn't have um, an accounting department. So I was crunching QuickBooks, trying to put everything together, opening a bank account, or if you need a new utility, you go there and registering all those things. So, I'm um, I'm not ashamed to say we went painted bottom, you know, paint bottom painting or waxing the bows for a delivery. We did all that. And now, you know, when I, when I'm looking at my, uh, employees, I understand what they go through and, uh, it's a, different, it's a different mood for sure. Less hours, but more stress because you have to make that payroll. You know, I need to so, make sure that everybody's going to get paid and we're not going to have casual problems and all those things. So it's equally tiring, but definitely less physical work as far as moving. You know, I have, I have more time to myself now
0: when you purchased the company how did you finance it originally
1: uh we accumulated enough cash to make the purchase and again um it was a strategic buy for us and we bought it at the right price it was no one was investing in marine businesses at the time um so uh we financed it through our own equity and um We have some traditional home equity lines. And and I say we, I have a partner in the business. Um, I run the day-to-day operations, but I do have a partner. And um, we pretty much used our own cash. What would you
0: say is your greatest asset that you have in your company?
1: Probably... And I know it's a cliche, but it's the it's the team. Um, my sales team, my service team, um, I have a couple of managers that they've been in the business for a long time. Um, I inherited some employees when I acquired the business. And um, without them, it would be po- it'd be impossible to run the business like we do. Um, so that would be the most important asset in the business.
0: So your team, some you inherited, some you added on to yes. that. This is a tough environment to recruit top tier talent. How did you manage to accomplish
1: that? Um, it is a challenge, and I I feel like I'm doing more of more HR than anything else because uh, it's very very tough. But we do interview a lot of people. Sometimes we interview even though we don't have the immediate, even if we don't have the immediate need for that position, we try to have some people. Uh, in the back of our heads um, and we follow the traditional you know methods I work with some headhunters and um, I, rec- I try to recruit um, technicians from um, from educational um, areas uh, there are a couple of uh, marine universities so we we go there every once in a while and we try to talk to people and and at the end I found that References are the key. If you have a good report on someone, you know, you're more, more likely to get a good guy there. Excellent. I rely on that. Of course.
0: So, what would you say is the most difficult decision you ever had to make owning this company?
1: The most difficult um, decision would probably be the, um, the financing. Because we utilize, um, we have to keep a decent amount of stock in order to to capture um, the the market. So um, we we have a leverage. We have to use leverage. We use G Capital for inventory financing. We have great relationships with them. I think we're a tier one customer for them. Um, so we do have a good amount of debt. Uh, to run the business. and The level of that is the toughest decision because I can grow faster if I want to um, but I like to be cautious and I don't want to grow too fast, carry too much inventory, open too many stores. So pretty much that's the toughest uh, decision that I have to make day to day on where to keep my inventory level.
0: So. I would like to make a one million dollar investment in your business. I brought with me a check today giving you a million dollars. How will you invest those million dollars in your business?
1: Well obviously I'm in retail sales. The only way to invest is to open up a different uh, different store or grow into a different market um, if it was a if it was a service business I, I could come up with twenty million you know uh, ways to utilize that money in a, in a very efficient way. But in my business, it's it's retail sales. We're selling a luxury good, so we need to grow into a different market. I have 180-mile stretch from Vero Beach to Miami, so I would probably uh, find a good area and uh, open up another store or two. It could be west coast of Florida. We can try a different state. Um, but that would be the only feasible way to utilize that million dollars. Right if you had magical
0: powers and you can go back in time from day one of your business to current and you could change anything that you did, could be strategy, could be a hire, a location, a brand that you decided to represent, what would you change?
1: I would get into a better real estate, you know. What do you mean by that? Um, In Florida, the waterfront properties are very expensive. And uh, in order to run a healthy marina or a marine dealership, you're better off being in a waterfront environment. And as you know, real estate keeps going. You know, it keeps going up even though sometimes it goes through some downturns and you know, ultimately it becomes the best investment uh, to me. So I would try to get into um, some waterfront properties in Florida. I really believe in waterfront in Florida. So that would be the thing. Good I could luck. get, I, I could <laughs> exactly. It.
0: So, now continuing with your magical powers, I'm going to give you a crystal ball for you to look into. Mm -hmm. Tell me, how do you think the business climate will change for you in the next five years and how that will impact your business?
1: Um, The business climate is ever-changing, but I like to look at the fundamentals. Um, Strong brands or fundamental needs, they never change. We were using a phone. I mean, when I grew up, there was a phone at home. There is still a phone. Maybe not at home, in my pocket, but there's still a phone. Um, of course, we cannot look at the crystal ball and see 200 years ahead. And I don't need to be. I'm not going to be around. Sure. But we were drinking Coke, and we're still drinking Coke. There were boats on the water. There are still boats on the water. They were very different, but ultimately, they're floating in their boats so I don't think that's gonna go away there will always be boat owners people will always enjoy Florida waters or any any waters around the world it's how do we facilitate that and luckily in my business that's not gonna change you need a distributor or a dealer to facilitate that you cannot order a boat online you could technically but you know someone needs to facilitate that so I'm very bullish on my business model. But then again, it's a trade and their margins will be minimized in the future, just like anything else. The distribution business will ultimately be affected by something. I cannot foresee how is that going to be. So um, if I had a crystal ball, I would want to see that. And I have some ideas on what's going to happen within 10, 20 years the uh, the habits of you know consumer habits on how to purchase things like that how to buy a car and and another thing is marine business is coming behind auto business Mm -hmm. you know so by looking at auto business and how things are moving i'm able to uh, project in the future and see what's going to happen i cannot tell you what's going to happen if i you know but uh, we will change our model accordingly excellent
0: What one word describes you as an entrepreneur?
1: Um, That's a very good question, Oscar. Um, Probably it would be uh, patience. Patience um, allow me to to run my team, because ultimately I'm not building something, but I am building a team, and you know, we get into arguments throughout the day. My managers get they get into arguments. There are conflicts, and I'm grateful to have that virtue that I have the patience to hear them, to calm them, and to get them to do their job and not to get you know not to uh, be bothered with these arguments. Um, you know,
0: as an entrepreneur. How do you define success?
1: Success is I think going home um, at the end of the day and feeling happy about what you do day to day. It's not about uh, hitting that number or selling that company to X amount of dollars or having X amount of employees. I think it's, uh, it's about you. It's about how you feel when you sleep at night. And in the morning, you want to do that all over again. I think that's, uh, that's success. It's that's
0: fantastic. If you're looking for some guidance or advice or to brainstorm an idea, who do you go to?
1: Um, I'm lucky enough to have a partner, even though we're at the same age and same background. Um, it's good to be able to just talk to someone. It becomes like a therapy session, mm-hmm. you know, and I time to time I feel like what if I was alone and, you know, running a business alone because partnerships and are not easy, you know, it's right. not an easy institution. But we talk to each other a lot. I have other um, business partners in other businesses. I go to them. I go to my father. Um, and, um, I go to some of my manufacturers because they are, you know, they are successful business owners. They have hundred million dollar businesses. They build things. And, um, so there are a few manufacturers that I respect. I have great respect for them. So I go to them. Um, and that's about it. I, I, I value mentorship a lot and I would like to be a mentor to someone one day. So whoever I I can visualize as a mentor, I go to them.
0: So great leaders are always learning. Yes. What is your best source for knowledge?
1: Um, Probably time. Time teaches me a lot. Um, I didn't tell you a lot about my background, but when I graduated, and I graduated from a decent school, it was Ivy League school, Um, I did not go into a large corporation I did not unlike my friends I did not start a career at a multinational or a national company Uh, that would have been a good training for me now looking back in retrospect I kind of regret that I didn't do it but when you're an entrepreneur that you want to do something you know you just want to get out there and create something put some money um, into uh, what you're doing um, so I kind of try to learn from my own mistakes and uh, I try to learn from my past what we did what happened um, and um, I try to read books I love biographies I read uh, biographies of successful business owners and artists sometimes and all sorts of uh, influential people.
0: Excellent. So based on your experience, share with me wisdom that could benefit a fellow entrepreneur.
1: Number one, do something that you love. Don't do something because you see there's a market for it. That That might be a good strategy, but at one point, when you go through that time where, you know, that you're going to be successful in a couple of years, but you have to go through that uh, miserable time of not getting the reward right away, sure. doing what you love will help you go through that time because it won't feel like you're doing something for a reward. You're doing it because it makes you happy, because it, um, it nourishes you. So that would be the number one um, advice that I can give. Um, be patient because you're not going to... Get the reward, and whatever that reward may be, it could, you know, it could be, uh, it could be a prize, it could be money, it could be, uh, it could be basically anything. But uh, you have to, you have to be very patient. Um, so.
0: So yeah. along those same lines, what knowledge would you like to receive
1: that would benefit you? Um, what knowledge would I like to receive? Well, I would, I would like to know um, what's going to happen within 10, 20 years in the technology business. Because I, I'd like to tie my business at one point to technology. Even though we're you know, delivering a product, uh, I'd like to see where the next um, technology evolution is going to take place.
0: How does your company make a mark in your industry uh, or community?
1: Um, well, we, we change lives. I'd like to believe that because we have uh, a lot of um, fans and we call them family. They bought a boat from us. Maybe they, are the, they bought their second or third boat and they refer us to their neighbors or to their family members and they come and they talk to us that the, the boat changed their life um, because they started enjoying uh, their lives more. And Florida is huge. Um, We have a huge coastline. Um, You have to enjoy the water at some point in your life. Otherwise, there's really no point of living in Florida if you're not doing that. At one point, even if it's for a day, I suggest everybody to do that. Um, So you know, that's very important for me. And uh, great. Yeah. Could you share with me one of the coolest things you've ever done? either
0: professionally or personally?
1: Coolest thing that I've ever done was, again, I'm gonna say it's uh, related to my business, I'd like to uh, share that with you, that I was uh, racing. Um, I used to race boats and I have mm. a couple trophies uh, and that was in the European circuit uh, in uh, in Norway and uh, one race took place in Turkey and that was a thrilling experience for me and uh, Probably that those races has something to do with my success because, you know, being exhilarated with something, it's something that you never forget. That's great.
0: What do you think is the boldest move you've ever made in your your business career?
1: The boldest move was to invest in a restaurant in London. And it turned out to be a very successful investment for us, probably the... Uh, we got the best return from that investment. And uh, we did that from from what we earned from Marine Connection. So we wanted to diversify at one point, and we invested in a couple of the businesses, but investing in a restaurant was the craziest thing that we ever done. So I have a place to go eat in London. Exactly. Excellent. In what ways do you develop
0: trust with your team or your partner?
1: Yeah. Uh, that doesn't happen right away um, it, it takes time and um, but every thing that you do every move you make um, it's it's observed even though you don't feel like you're observing your partner or you're you know you don't pay attention on how he deals with others or what he does in his personal life everything makes a difference so you create that profile you create that footprint over time and then there's a little bit of gut feeling that you want to trust that person um, there's a psychological aspect to it but over time you build that trust it's like building a home you know or building a building Sure. it doesn't it doesn't happen all the time you have to lay bricks little by little and then it becomes something strong
0: that's great final question let's pretend that your company is gone.
1: <laughs>
0: tomorrow is a new day. What business would you like to get in, involved in tomorrow?
1: Well, I, I would like to. Um, I would like to get into a tech company. or like, I would like to start a tech company because um, it, it's already huge. Um, you know uh, what's, What you can do um, with your phone or what you can do uh, with your computer. Um, I see now I'm at an age where I can, you know, I'm, um, I'm going to be a father in the near future, Congratulations. hopefully, and um, they're going to grow in an amazing environment. It may be harder for them, but um, they're going to grow up very differently. So I want to do something and I want them to become my customers in 20 years, 30 years. So that's what I want to do. We already have a startup called uh, Park Jockey, um, where you can book parking and pay for parking. Um, It's a parking optimization software. It it knows where you are, where you're going. It gives you uh, a message, you're going there, would you like to buy parking in advance, and stuff like that, it's an amazing tool. And it's already launched here in Miami, and uh, we do in New York and Chicago, and there's one also in London. And it's very exciting for me, because that's something that you build a user base and it, you can reach to millions. I don't think I can reach to millions selling boats or you know owning the biggest boat dealership in the world, but you can reach to maybe one day billions to a, to a, through a software.
0: That's fantastic, yeah. very,
1: very exciting.
0: Yeah. Danny, I'd like to thank you so much for coming out to the studio today. Congratulations on your ranking on the Inc. list, being one of the fastest-growing privately-held companies in the United States. And uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you
1: so much. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. That's all for this inspiring episode of
0: the South Florida Entrepreneurs on Fire. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. For more information about the Entrepreneur's Organization of South Florida, visit www.eosoflow.com.